Welcome to the Social Lights podcast with Kate Vandervoort, where I interview changemakers and innovators on how they connect with their tribe on social media. Brought to you by Social Mediology. Welcome everybody to the Social Lights podcast. I am here today with Paul Dunn and I'm so excited to speak to Paul today. Paul is a four-time TEDx speaker. He's a senior fellow in one of the world's leading think tanks and consults to the mentors leading edge businesses around the world. He was honoured as a social innovation fellow in his new home of Singapore, something he shares with film star and philanthropist Jet Lee and Walmart chairman Rob Walton. He was one of the first 10 people in Hewlett-Packard in Australia. He then created one of Australia's first computer companies and then the Results Corporation, where he helped develop and grow 23,000 small and medium-scale business enterprises. His programs are used by an estimated 226,000 companies around the world, and he continues to push the boundaries. He's featured in Forbes magazine alongside Sir Richard Branson in a global piece on disruptors in business. He's the co-founder of Accountants for Good and B1G1, Business for Good, the global giving initiative that's already enabled businesses to create over 220 million giving impacts globally. Wow, I feel like I'm in the presence of absolute <laughs> So well, welcome, Paul. <laughs> well, thank you, and uh, thank you for such a nice uh, introduction. You know, when I was when I was listening to that, I thought there's one uh, thread that runs through that, and uh, at least the, the thread that I take out of it, aside from you know being grateful for, for that, but the big thread that I take is lucky. You know, how lucky, how lucky can you be <laughs> to be able to? Uh, be in a place where, um, you know, you, you mentioned that last thing where, you know, 224 million giving impacts um, is just, just an amazing journey. And I think that all entrepreneurs are supposed to have what's called like a hero's journey, if you know what I mean, where, you know, the Joseph Campbell thing, you know, where, or the Star Wars thing, whatever it is, you know, where you go through this, oh, you know, wow, and then, oh, my God, it's pretty tough. And then, oh, and then, you know, that whole hero's journey thing. Um, my, my big challenge is um, <laughs> my journey just seems to me to be one of luck. I mean, you know, how lucky can you be when uh, you get, as you mentioned, to be one of the first 10 in Hewlett-Packard way back when? And that was not the Hewlett-Packard that we know now. That was quite a different Hewlett-Packard and, and so on. And then, you know, to continue learning from that and building from that and uh, yeah, so it's um, it, it's a lucky story. <laughs> I'm very grateful for the luck. <laughs> oh, I think you're incredibly humble, but yes, I know that most successful people feel like there's been a, a big degree of luck in their um, in their journey along the way. I always start by asking, you know, when I'm talking with change makers and innovators, what is it that lights you up? What inspires you to get out of bed in the morning? Oh, uh, well, I think it's, it's interesting you ask that because, uh, you know, it's something that I think of very, very frequently. Um, and so the one word for me is impact, the ability to uh, impact uh, entrepreneurs in particular to actually do things that allow them to make more impact. So it becomes this lovely flywheel that is based on impact. And I think that, uh, you know, in a sense, there's, you know, you go back to, um, say, for example, Stephen Covey, you know, where uh, in The Seven Habits and where, 
you know, it was he that first talked about, or at least as far as I'm aware, first talked about having some sort of North Star, you know, something that drives you that is bigger than yourself. And that's the key. And I think that one of the things that's happened through the pandemic, and I don't wish to minimize any of the, you know, awful things that have been going on, but one of the things, I think there's two things that you see. I think that, first of all, you see human nature at its best. You know, think of, uh, you know, Captain Tom and all of those wonderful things that we see. And I think also um, it's been this, well, the second thing I think that's really important is to understand something that we've always known, and that is that we're we're connected in ways that we you know, we've always been connected, but now we realize it, right? There's, it's like, it's really there. And I think the third thing that's, that's important is, you know, I hear a, a lot of people saying, gosh, I can't wait to get back on track, right? But I think the really interesting thing is to be able to take this time and ask the question, well, was that the right track? And I think that what's interesting is more and more people are seeing, oh, wow, there's now a different track that allows me to, uh, impact and contribute in ways that just were not there before. And, and you know, B1G1, I think, is playing a, a fairly significant part in that in terms of, um, you know, making it easier than ever before for uh, particularly entrepreneurs to, uh, to, do, to do that and to add meaning and purpose to what they do. Because once you get that, that big North Star, which obviously involves meaning and purpose. And once you get that it's not about you, it's about something bigger than you, uh, amazing things start to happen. I found it really interesting. And I, I smile at, you know, the pandemic we just talk about now. It's just a part of our language now, isn't it? Isn't it? 12 yeah. months ago, it certainly wasn't a part of, you know, just how we described our, our life and our world. Um, but it's been really interesting through that time to see people um, not quite sure how to explain this, but I feel like there's been massive expansion of kindness and generosity and impact. Yes, and then there's been periods where that's really contracted and people yep. have gone back into focusing on themselves, their family, their own yep. backyard, and then it's gone back. So what have you noticed about, um, about that cycle, I guess, or that journey? I'm not sure whether it's something that has an end or whether we're going to keep seeing <laughs> how have you how did that play out throughout the pandemic yeah it's a, it's a great question um and you know i guess we're fortunate in uh, in b1g1 to be at um you know an edge in relation to that and, and just to illustrate what i mean by that is if you look back into march for example march uh, 2020 it's hard for me to remember year numbers now. Everything seems to move so quickly. But anyway, 2020, right? So if you look at that, then the giving in B1G1 fell off a cliff. I mean, it was like, oh, my God, where did, where did that all go? And what you saw, and, and appropriately in, in lots of ways, is people going, oh, I need to think about me. You know, I need to, it's that sort of, you know, the quote-unquote bottom, if you like, of, you know, the Maslow pyramid. But then what's interesting is to look now and, and 
the giving and uh, is at absolutely record levels. Uh, the joining, that is people becoming part of B1G1, is at record levels. So what I take from that is, yes, I think you're right. There's been this kind of, you know, depending on what governments do, uh, and particularly in Australia, as someone said the other day, you know, Australians uh, hold uh, very defined opinions and sometimes they, uh, they express them perhaps uh, inappropriately sometimes, like, for example, at the tennis the other night. Uh, so, uh, so um, uh, yeah, but I, but I think, you, you know, if I, uh, again, you know, talking about, uh, talking about luck, uh, you know, when we started uh, this particular part of the journey, in, in, in fact, it was 2007 when I had what might be called a moment. I think so all of us, all of us have moments. You know, someone once said that where we are at right now in our individual careers and lives is depending on our reaction to all of those moments that have sort of presented themselves way, way back when. And, you know, I think there's a sense of timing in it. For example, uh, you, you would know that and remember that in 2008, we had this uh, thing you may remember called the global financial crisis. Remember that? The crisis to end all crises, right? All of that. And, and if you think about that, why did that, what, what happened there? And if you, you can remember perhaps uh, going back to, you know, the 2007s and stuff when, you know, you would be able to go to seminars and stuff like that, which basically, if you wanted to look at the subtitles uh, of, of all of those things, it was greed is good, you know. And then in 2008, we figured out, actually, no, that didn't work. It didn't work too well, right? And that, for me, was the start of this movement, this journey for, and, and I think it's been accelerating ever since 2008, where, you know, purpose and getting on purpose has become really, really important more and more so uh, than ever before. And then we saw that kind of like accelerate uh, exponentially uh, in the last uh, 12 months. So, and, you know, you can only cross your fingers and, and hope, right? <laughs> or do your bit as well, rather than, you know, hope is never a good strategy. But, but uh, you know, do whatever you can to, uh, to make those things happen more. And that's why, again, you know, I feel very lucky that, there was this moment for me in 2007 when uh, my co-founder, if you will, Masami, Masami Sato, who, as you know, amazing uh, human being. And here I was mentoring her in 2007. She had a little tiny food business at the time. And I remember she came into this into a room where we were mentoring. And, and you know, because the, the, you, you do this as well, when, you, when you're mentoring people, the idea is that you as the mentor should be the one that's asking the questions and the other person is the one who's answering the questions, right? That's why it's kind of fun to be a mentor. And, and in this particular thing, she, she came in and, and it was obvious that she'd been somewhere. And I don't mean she'd been out late or whatever. I mean, in her head, she had been somewhere, right? And so she said, you know, can, can I be in this lovely Japanese accent? Can we, uh, can we, uh, do this differently today. Can I ask you a question first? And I said, sure, go ahead. And she said, well, I want you really to imagine something. So I said, well, okay, go ahead. What is it you want me to imagine? And she said, well, I want you to imagine uh, a world where every time business is done, something great happens in our world. 
right? Now, at the time, I was kind of like you would you describe me as an Aussie bloke, I suppose. So, so the Aussie bloke in me said, "Oh, yeah, good idea," right? Without really understanding what the heck she was saying, right? And she was smart enough to say, "Well, you know, I don't think you understand, you know, what I'm saying." So, uh, so I said, well, okay, explain it some more. And she said, well, I've given it a name. Uh, subsequently, that name has been changed, as you mentioned, but she said it's called Buy One, Give One. And I said, okay, so how, how does that work? And, and she said, if I'm allowed to name drop uh, here, Kate, she said, well, imagine you go to Harvey Norman and you buy a plasma TV, that's the exact words. And I said, whoa, hang on a second. What did you call Buy one, give one? If, if I go to Harvey Norman and buy a plasma TV, they're not going to give me another TV. That's not, not going to happen. You know? And she said, no, 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 no. You, you really do misunderstand. And I said, well, okay, educate me. So she said, well, imagine this. You go to Harvey Norman. The why, if you will, if you're going to Harvey Norman at that particular point is is because you want better visions or bigger vision or whatever, right? And I say, yeah, I get that. She said, well, how would it be if when you did that, someone who could not see got the gift of sight? And I, oh, oh my God, at that particular point, you know, I sort of got it. And, uh, and then she amplified it because I was surrounded by books at the time. And she said, uh, you, or, you know, someone buys your book and, and uh, books and, 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 and a tree gets planted or, and I happen to have a cup of coffee in my hand as well. And she said, oh, imagine where every time someone sells a cup of coffee, uh, a child gets access to life change or life saving, I should say, life saving water. And I said, oh, my God, that's the best idea I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, can I be your mentor for the rest of your life? And, and that was that moment, right? Um, and hopefully, you know, maybe people listening to us now have a kind of a moment that's equivalent to that. Because I think one of the, one of the really interesting things, particularly about uh, uh, social entrepreneurship, or just in, 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 and I think more and more entrepreneurship is becoming social entrepreneurship. I mean, I don't think there will be any, you know, I, I was once interviewed by uh, an agency of the government here in Singapore, and they, they were talking about, uh, you know, should we give incentives, you know, to, to, to people who are social entrepreneurs? And I said, well, you could do that, but, 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 but I think that would be like, uh, 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 not exactly a good thing to do. Oh, really, Mr. Dunn, you're the only person who's ever said that. Why would, why would you say that? And I said, well, because I think in five years' time, we'll all be social entrepreneurs, right? So Because we're all getting that, that message. So hopefully, you know, th those uh, people joining us now, and by the way, thank you for listening in, uh, are getting that, that message that, you know, you know sometimes you, you hear this, okay, don't you, you hear people say, oh, Oh gosh, I'm lost. I'm lost. You know, I, 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 I'm drifting. You know, whatever. And the the traditional advice is, well, you know, go inside and try and figure out what's inside. Now, I understand that advice, and I'm not a psychologist, and I'm I'm sure it's really good advice. However, what's interesting is, what if you didn't do that? What if you went outside? What if you looked outside at some of the issues that you as 
an entrepreneur could actually impact, right? And what if you could find a way of hooking that to your business so that when you talk about your business and, and, and it's not saying, you know, we proudly support some charity somewhere. No, 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 that's old hat. You don't do it that way. Uh, but, but what you want is when you're doing the, you know, the, the quote unquote, I don't like this word, but the pitch, if you will, where people, whether they would be investors, whether they would be potential team members, whether they would be potential members or potential customers, when they hear it, they go, oh my God, I so want to be a part of that. Right. And, 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 and more and more, people are understanding that when the thing that you're doing is is effectively bigger than you because it has that bigger purpose, then people are much more likely uh, to come on board. You know, your business is much more likely uh, to be a magnet for talent. Your existing members or existing customers are much more likely to be proponents of, you know, the, the things that you are doing. And so it becomes this beautiful a sort of virtual cycle. And of course, what happens is the the the, the people or the, the the planet, if you will, that you're influencing also gets better as a result. So it's it's kind of a beautiful, a beautiful thing uh, to uh, to be involved with, which is why I think that you know in 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 a few years we'll all be social enterprises. How could we not be, right? Because we, we can see it now. It's it's clearer now. And I think there are two things in what you've just said that really make that equation so elegant or so beautiful. And one is so often we see individuals that have those life-shaking moments that stop them in their tracks yeah. and they seek to find more meaning and purpose. Global financial crisis, pandemic, Australian bushfires, you know, you see yeah, the yeah. global or national events that stop large groups of people or the whole world or humanity in its tracks and seek more purpose. But one of the things that I think um, is so inspiring about B1, give one, uh, B1G1 sorry, is the really intimate link that, and I've looked at a lot of the businesses that are, that are in there where they find, mm -hmm. like you say, television, vision, um, you know, there's a really elegant link there between what the product or the service is and what the impact is. And I think mm. that makes it um, really meaningful for those who are involved in the giving um, and whoever those stakeholders are, whether they're customers, clients, staff, community. Exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, and, and you're, you're right. I mean, I think the, the sort of historic thing, if you will, uh, about, um, and, you know, I, I need to be careful about, Sort of dropping the word B1G1 frequently, but it, because it's, I don't want it to be about us, I want it to be about you. But but one of the one of the meaning you listening, um, and but one of the really interesting things is how uh, now you know you can link all of the things that you do to great things happening, as a for example you and I are doing this call on Zoom, right? And there's a, you know, 300 million a day or something, whatever the number is. Um, and we're doing this on Zoom. And what I have together with a whole lot of people who are part of what we do is I have a little thing called a giving story and I have lots of giving stories, but this particular giving story says, every time I connect or host on Zoom, 
11 kids get access to life-changing education just because we were together on Zoom. Or it could be, you know, I mean, and it's interesting, the dynamics of that, you know, because if you think about, uh, you know, I had lots of people who are part of this have things like, you know, every time I send an email, for example, they write saying, you know, something great happens. It might be, you know, uh, a, a, a kid gets access to water. It's not about kids, but I just happen to mention kids, you know, in this particular case. And if you think about that, you know, just, just it, it's, it's really important to just pause and think about what, what we just said. Anyway, we talked about access to water. There are, as you and I speak, I mean, we're doing, not we, but the, the, the community is doing awesome things to uh, be, particularly because of things like the sustainable development goals, you know, to, 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 to really do some, some shifting stuff. But still, you, you know, we have close to 700 million people who, and by the way, this isn't designed to make you sad because I think, I think giving should make you joyful, not the other way around, right? So, but let's just think of the dynamics, right? So the dynamics are that there's around about 700 million people, which is a lot of people who don't have access to, to pure water. I mean, it's a lot of people. And, and I just said, every time we send an email, we're, do, you know, we're doing something about that. Well, let me give you the numbers on the email. There are 2.7 million, that's like 2.7 with you know, a few zeros on the end, emails sent per second every day. Per second, okay? At, that's at the moment, and by the way, that number is increasing. So all of a sudden, you start to multiply. Well, hang on, what if uh, you know? What if there was one cent because it's just one cent to do this? What if all of those one cents went, you know, and fixed that thing? And so all of a sudden, we can a recognize that we seriously are all connected, um, and you know, we can we can connect. And, and, and correct, if you like, some of the imbalances that, you know, in, as a friend of mine, Paul Polman says, um, Paul is, is, you know, he's the former CEO of uh, Unilever and, and regarded as the godfather of the, uh, the uh, sustainable development or global goals. And, and he talks about how cool is it that you know, we, you and I, are one of the 2% who won the birth lottery. Now, what he means by that is that, you know, you and I were probably born in a hospital. We probably had access to doctors. We probably had access to water. We certainly had access to food. There's only 2% of people that have that, right? Uh, I mean, it, it, it's like, Wow, what's such an imbalance, right? But the, but the point is that we can do that and we can do it joyfully. I, you know, I, I think the days are gone when, you know, we would or people would sort of post pictures uh, of, you know, terrible scenes of emancipated children and make you feel guilty as, as a, a, a trigger to giving. Well, that's crazy. I mean, that's not sustainable. And the reason it's not sustainable is because you and I don't like to feel guilty. <laughs> every minute of the day. We like to be joyful. So so Vion Juan had this kind of thing. It's, it's all about like sharing the joy of, uh, of, uh, of giving. Um, and I think every day in all sorts of ways, we're seeing new, uh, new ways of, uh, of doing that and new ways of coming together. 
uh, to make a real and lasting difference in our world. And that's that's what, you know, I mean, you you can't be involved in doing that without filling your cup, if you know what I mean. I mean, that just is like, whoa, you know what I mean? We've got the opportunity to do that. How cool, right? So that's that's where it all is, I think. Yeah, and it's, it's so interesting because that used to be I had 15 years in, in the not-for-profit sector in fundraising and business development. Yeah. That was standard, you know, the 15-page long letters telling a sob story, and some still do that and believe oh, they it, do. it's still yeah, pretty do. effective but um, for some of them. Um, but it's so interesting to me that humanity or as humans we have to be, you know, jolted out of that. So I love this concept of small incremental actions that you hardly even notice. And we're seeing it more and more with technology, with apps that round up our purchases. Exactly. Or automatic saving or automatic investment. Exactly. I imagine B1G1's played a really big role in inspiring some of those. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, what do, what do apps do, right? I mean, uh, what does technology do? And there's all sorts of things technology does. And one of the things it does is it makes things frictionless, right? It's like, to me, it is still absolutely amazing that <laughs> I can do something I did yesterday. I've got goodness knows how many days I do it. But, but yesterday, I just happened to do it because someone recommended a particular book uh, that I needed to get on Amazon. So, you know, I go find the book and I, and, and, and I just go click a swipe right it, that's it. That that is the buying thing right there. And you go, <coughs> and then I get a little message. Oh, by the way, it'll be delivered today. You're kidding me, right? <laughs> and I was talking to someone this morning in in uh, Melbourne, uh, uh, a guy called Ben Cavosa. He's a chiropractor, and he said uh, he just had something happen to him at quarter to eleven last night. Last night. And again, it was a book recommendation. No, it wasn't. wasn't a book recommendation. It was a um, a, a drinking flask, right? A water cooling drinking flask. And he thought, oh yeah, that's a good thing. I need one of those. So he he orders it at quarter to eleven last night, and at ten o'clock this morning, bang, it's there. <laughs> it's there in his hand, and he's drinking from it. I mean, come on, that's just like absolutely amazing. There's zero friction in any of that. And so I think technology is helping us do things in ways that we just couldn't even conceive of, of doing. And it's rapidly, uh, in, in, you know, rapidly increasing. And, of course, one of the things that's great about it is all of a sudden, you know, just, just think about what I just said and, and think about how that used to happen and think about the, the the human capital that was involved in you know having to make all that stuff happen. Then all of a sudden you go, shh, shh, and it's done. I mean, and so you might say, well, what are we going to do? Answer: Think more about some of the great things we can do because we're not having to you know mess with you know trying to make that happen because technology, you know, smooths it up. So technology, I, I you know I, th- I think in, in B one G one for example. If we were in the B1G1 office right now, but here in Singapore, uh, we can't all be in the office yet at the at the same time. So, uh, so but if you were there and you look up on the wall, you see three words, and the three words are kind of like some of the values of B1G1, and one of them is impact. The other one, another one is habit, and the third one I'll tell you in a minute, so that you can sort of hang on and keep listening, right? So that there's a number three coming, right? So. What's number one about? Well, impact, right? So it's about 
that giving should not be about the amount of dollars that you give. Gone are the days, you know, when the, the CEO of the company would sort of stand up with one of these big inflated checks and say, look at what we just did. No, I can't. That's not appropriate anymore. So you need to measure everything by the impact that is being created. So that's the impact piece. The habit piece is, yes, we we can do things, you know, like, uh, for example, we can go to charity balls. And I don't want to knock charity balls because they have a place. But the fact is they don't force us to change what we do, right? We we go and we, you know, we have a lovely, and hopefully the, the hotel makes a lot of money as well, uh, you know, from, from that whole uh, process. But then it's like, oh, bang, they're gone, forgotten. Let's get on and do stuff. Whereas every time, if, you know, I'm on Zoom and I'm like you on Zoom, you know, so many times a day, it's not funny, uh, that something great is happening. And so now I've got this cadence, this, this kind of rhythm uh, in my life and in the in, in all of the companies that are part of Vivo and Jill, and there's that rhythm that's there. So it becomes a habit. It becomes a ritual, right, if you will. And then the final piece is because of impact and habit, have a guess what that allows you to do. And this is the most important thing. We've used the word several times. What that allows you, and the final piece is connection, right? So it then allows you to get connected, connected. And most people go, oh, you mean like uh, connected to our customers and our prospects and, you know, all that. Yeah, but that's not actually what I mean, right? What I mean is connection to you, right? Connection to, to, to who you are. And then from there, you know, connection to your team. And then from there, connection to your potentially your prospects and your customers and then your community and then our world. And I love what, you know, you were kind enough to mention uh, earlier on the, uh, you know, the four times TEDx thing and, and all that sort of stuff, right? And one of the, one of the joys of being, uh, you know, in, in TEDx, particularly early on, doesn't happen so much now, but uh, is you get to meet your fellow TEDxers, if you will, right? And so one of the joys was to be able to spend some time with Brene Brown. And I know, you know, many of us go, oh, my God, Brene, yes, Brene. And, you know, I mean, her first TED talk has been listened to by, what, 42 million people right right now. And you've got to hear her one time talk about the, 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 the scenario as to how that happened. But on that particular TED talk, on that first one on vulnerability, there's, and Brene, Brene, as you know, is like as funny as a circus. Uh, but there's this moment where she slows down and, and she says this, she says, Connection, and by the way, what is she talking about at this particular time? She's 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 sort of, she's highlighted that what she's talking about because of her work at the University of Houston in, in, in Texas or Texas in Houston, I should say, is is one thing she happens to work with is um, teenage kids, and she's talking about the explosion in teenage kids deciding to end it all. Right, so it's a serious thing. And she says this, she says, connection is why we're here. It's what brings meaning and purpose to our lives. Now, if you think about that, one of the, I remember when, when I was doing mathematics years ago, right, when I was at school, right, and I remember our maths, prof, well, not prof, a teacher, 
he, he said, you know, there's two forms of equal signs. And you go, what's two forms of equal signs? Yeah, said, yeah, there's one has two things like equals. And he said, there's one has three. And you go, why would you have the three? Because he says, it's exactly equal. And I go, well, I think equal means exactly equal to. But anyway, I remember that particular thing because so I never understood what he was talking about. But when I hear Brene Brown, I go, okay, connection is why we're here. It's what gives meaning and purpose to our lives. So then if you just turn it around the other way, right, you go, when we have meaning and purpose to our lives, then we can really connect, right? So it's this, it's this beautiful sort of circular thing. And, uh, you know, I think no matter what sort of business we're doing, uh, it really is about that connection. And thank goodness that technology allows us to do that in, in, in ways that we just could not have imagined. Uh, you know, what you and I are doing right now, we, I mean, think about it. <laughs> Ten years ago, we'd have been, you know, on the phone and, you know, all of, all of that kind of silly stuff. I mean, and, you know, I can imagine uh, people who are listening to us now have, you know, five-year-old kids and they say, what's a phone? I mean, like, what's a fixed phone? We know what a mobile is, but, you know, because you just don't see those things anymore. So thank goodness. Um, and also, you know, I, I know that you spend some time talking about the good and the bad and all of that kind of stuff about technology. And, you know, you look at things like social experiment and you, you go, whoa, that's pretty interesting stuff. But the question is, on balance, where is all that going? And on balance, where it's going is it's helping us to connect, to do more good uh, and to really be on purpose and to create even more impact than we could ever have imagined being able to do. And we don't even, our work at Social Mediology, particularly if we're working with corporates, we don't talk about communities of connection um, quite as much, but at, at its heart, that's what we do. It's exactly what it is. And you're mm. right. It's fascinating to see that these technologies have created more connection than we've ever had in the past mm. and more disconnection at the same time. And it's that's such true. a interesting line that we're walking right now i was thinking as you were speaking before we need to get you in a room with mark zuckerberg and josh Frydenberg <laughs> to talk about every time a news link is shared on facebook to our current situation here in australia <laughs> yeah it's um it is it is fascinating stuff isn't it and you know and it's appropriate obviously for us to uh, you know, to, to take a look at all of those things in the light of uh, our experiences and, and, you know, what's happening to us as human beings, right? Because one of the beautiful things, I think, uh, and one of the words that I'm using uh, or finding myself using a lot, I've, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm always thrilled to be on Zoom because I, I read a piece which said last year, actually, we said, you know, the three biggest words uh, or, or wait there, the most one of the biggest phrases being used now is you're you're on mute, you know. So I'm glad I'm not muted at this particular point. But uh, the the the, <laughs> the crucial thing I, I think in relation to all of that is to see the degree to to which there's there's a law right and uh in technology and and people sometimes say it's true and sometimes there's other ways of looking at it but anyway it's called metcalf's law 
And what Metcalfe's law looks at is, is the sort of compounding influence that we can have through the various nodes that are, you know, being created. And, and the re reality is that every single one of us can now make an impact at levels that heretofore were just impossible for us even to consider. So, can you, you tell know, us all lucky time. Can you tell us how B1G1 uses technology and social media to kind of create that community, if you like? Sure. Um, I, and I think that, you know, there's, there's uh, let, let me, okay, let me put it, let me use three words that uh, I, I think are central to uh, where we're at on B1G1. One I've already used, which is, which is connection. The second word is belonging. I, I love what someone or what Jeff Bezos, oh, oh my God, him? Yes, him. <laughs> uh, what he said, uh, pre-divorce, I might add, what he said. He was being, he was being interviewed uh, and uh, uh, it was in front of a large audience. I, I think it could have been SW, you know, one of those sort of uh, uh, big uh, conferences. And so he's on stage and the journalist turns to him and, and he says, so Jeff, by the way, that would be like a, a, a really interesting bucket list thing, wouldn't it, to be able to be on a name basis where you turn to Bezos and you say, hey, Jeff. Anyway, so the guy says, <laughs> the guy says, so Jeff, just going back, can, can I ask you uh, what advice you give to your marketing department now? And, and Bezos looks at him and he says, well, it's, it, it's the same advice that I gave on day one. And the interviewer said, well, okay, so what was the advice you give on or you gave on day one? And he said, we always want to give people something they feel they can belong to, right? So belonging is really, really important. And as human beings, we, we seek that belonging. So connection and belonging are really, really central to, uh, to what we do in B1G1 and using technology to, to do that, using technology to be able to recognize that not everybody is the same. You know, we all have different things going on to be able to track uh, in, a, in a nice way, I might say, um, you know, their, uh, their preferences, their, what, it, what it is they like to be doing. And so we can more accurately match uh, B1G1 to what they want to have happen, not what we want to have happen. Well, and I so, love that your onboarding process asks some really simple questions. Yeah, yeah. Give you a plan that will help you to do this. And you, you do a lot of giving before there's any sort of what that, tangibly yeah that's true really that, 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 that's that's true exactly and um yeah so so uh and i think also now um we're also seeing um you know i mean let me give a shout out to one of my one of my favorite uh apps uh which just saves so much time it's amazing 
And uh, some people would say Zapier, but of course the real name is Zapier. And by the way, when you look at the Zapier brand, Zapier brand book, it is the best brand book that's ever been produced anyway. And right on the right on the side of it, it says, by the way, here's how you say it, Zapier, same as Happier, right? Uh, so it is Zapier. And of course, as you know, what Zapier does is, 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 is kind of link somewhat sometimes disparate systems so that who were built, you know, they were built by different people with different things, and you're able to link them together. So, as a for example, remember, I mentioned Zoom, right? So Zoom now connects into B1G1. So I don't have to record how many times I speak with people on Zoom. It's like it's all done and and it all pops into the giving cart where I can then go, oh, okay, and then do. Uh, the giving, or you know, if um, I'm an accountant uh, uh, and, and you know I'm on zero and I've got all my clients on zero, I can uh, I can show my clients, or they can show their clients. Oh yeah, you see, you just can put track the invoices, and you can actually pop that uh, right across into uh, B1G1 as well. So uh, you know, it's it's a beautiful example of. Uh, or, or another another one that, that is, is is I find just so interesting and it's so it, it's so almost trite you know but whenever you want to type the word B1G1 right what you got to do is you got to hit the shift key to get the capital B and then the one and you got to undo the again you know then the G and you know all of that sort of stuff right and then I've got to make sure that you know you type it b1g1.com you know all of that sort of stuff well I don't bother with any of that anymore why because this beautiful little app called Text Expander that just allows me to go BG site and bang, it automatically pops it in. Um, and you know, and what's so nice is that uh, every month I get a little thing back from Text Expander which says, guess what? You saved three hours and 23 seconds uh, this, this month. <laughs> you know? So my, I think one, that- One of my favorite apps too. I love Text Expander. Isn't it great? It really yeah. is great. And so- uh, you know, and the other good thing is, of course, this time uh, next year, we'll be talking about some other uh, app. In fact, this time next day, tomorrow, you know, we'll be right. going, oh, did you see that one? You know, like you, you take things like, uh, and I'm not sure whether, you, whether you're using it, but things like grain, right? Where, uh, you know, you can, where grain can automatically um, uh, give you the text of whatever people are saying. On, on video. And if you want to edit that particular clip, you, you just look at the text file and you and you go from there to there. And then Grain goes off and finds exactly that sequence and then cuts it for you perfectly. Right? And you go, oh, now go figure what you'd have to do before. Right? You'd have to you know do all sorts of shenanigans uh, to try and get that done. So yeah, I, I mean, thank goodness, uh, you know, we we uh, we have technology, and thank goodness we can use it to help us do more of the good things that we do. And hopefully, you know, the good things will outweigh some of the other things that can be done as well. Well, I see B one G one as kind of the zappier of giving, really. <laughs> That's a great way of saying it, actually. Yeah. Um, so look, I feel like we could talk for hours, Paul, but just in wrapping up, I always like to ask what's one thing you'd really like people to do differently? What's one little thing that people could do differently that might have a greater impact? 
Oh, oh, that's, um, yeah, it's very simple. Um, outside of the condo uh, that I'm very privileged to be living here in Singapore, I mean, you know, I think Singapore is just uh, an amazing, amazing place um, for all sorts of reasons. And one of the things, uh, thankfully, uh, that you would never need in Singapore is a car. Right? Because you know the public transport system is absolutely mind blowing, right? So outside of the condo, and uh, you can you can see, but people joining us on video now can't see, but you can see uh, a forest. That's actually the view from my my work from home window right there. Okay, and people go, Are "You serious?" I thought I thought know, it was a Zoom background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's a photograph of. of what I'm thinking, what I'm looking at, and people are like, really there are forests in Singapore? Yes, there are, and I run around that particular forest every day and do five kilometers around there. So anyway, so but right outside is a bus stop, right? And so uh, and uh, so and sometimes you know I, I I will take cabs as well, but bus stops. I mean, there's a bus every minute. It's like amazing. It, it's just amazing, right? And so to answer your question, what can we do more of? It's this. When I get on the bus, it's now a habit. I don't have to think about it anymore. Uh, there was a period when I did, but I don't have to anymore. So I get on the bus and, you know, we've all got these little plastic cards, which, you know, beep and, you know, that. And so, and I always stop and look at the bus driver and I say, thank you for stopping. And, and they're like, oh, my, oh, my. Oh my goodness. And and you get the feeling, I mean, you don't do it because of this, but you get the feeling that the bus driver goes home and goes to family and they say, anything interesting happened today? Oh yeah, bus like one time you see this weird guy got on and said thank you. <laughs> or the same thing is true for cab drivers. I mean, you think about the cab drivers in the pandemic, right? They were out there essentially on the front line, right? And so, you know, I mean, I was doing it before the pandemic, obviously, but just being able to say to them, you know, thank you, thank you for coming to pick me up. And and in Singapore, I'll tell you the way they handle that. They say, oh, it's a it's a privilege. It's my job. That's what I'm supposed to do, right? And so, rather than just say, you know, if there's one thing that I would love us to do more, and you know, the answer to that would be to be grateful for all of the things that we have. But, but I, I guess the way of expressing it there is to be more outwardly grateful and just to be able to say, you know, thank you more frequently. And I think when we, when we have a world that is more, more filled with that, you know, the way, the way that, I, that I say that, if there was a, a line that, that sort of expressed it, it would be this. <laughs> We're all at our best when we're giving. Now, I don't want you to interpret that as we're all at our best when we're giving money to something or, you know, whatever. I mean, you certainly could uh, uh, interpret it that way. But we're all at our best when we're giving just simply means when we stop thinking about us and when we start thinking about the person that's right next to us now. And, you know, and just really take time to say thank you. Just like... By the way, <laughs> I should say thank you for your flexibility on, you know, finding a time when we could both connect. So thank you for that. And thank you for providing a, 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 a great platform where we can have a chat and hopefully 
you know, people can enjoy the chat, which allows me to say thank you to you listening uh, to this. And I, and I just hope that there was something in there that made you go, hmm, that's pretty interesting stuff. And by the way, the one action, of course, since, uh, you know, Kate, one of the things I talk about is that the power of any idea is only ever in its implementation. That's really important to get that. So maybe, maybe, maybe after you've listened to this, you might want to drop Kate uh, a thank you for doing this or alternatively make sure that your next action when you get out of the car or wherever it is to say thank you to somebody. It's, uh, the world will be a better place. Oh, thank you, Paul. It's been such a privilege to speak with you today and we could speak for hours. There are so many <laughs> things that we un unfolded in that conversation, but it's been a real privilege speaking with you. And um, where, what's the one thing you'd like people to do who are listening if they want to find out more about B1G1? Oh. The yeah, yeah, just just drop up to uh, b1g1.com and uh, you'll find uh, some really, really uh, lovely little things that you can uh, you can do there and uh, explore and just see if it fits in with the kind of thing you're doing. And if it is, uh, then you might choose to come and join us as well. But uh, Kate, thank you so much for this, and I, I deeply appreciate being here with you. Wow, thank you, Paul, and thank you everyone for joining us today. Thank you for joining us on the Social Lights podcast produced by Social Mediology. You can connect with us on Facebook at Social Lights Podcast and you can find today's show notes and more episodes at socialmediology.com.au forward slash social lights. Please subscribe in your favourite podcast platform to receive future episodes and share with your tribe to inspire others to action.